Praise the Lord. Thank you, uh, James, for putting that song in there in the last minute. I love that song. I just want to point out something that we, there's, a, there's a phrase in that song that has really describes what this week is about. It said that every tongue and nation and tribe, I mean, every tongue and nation and tribe, we're going to sing the song of hallelujah to our God and King. And uh, so this Bible conference this week represents four different languages. Uh, some of them are f- familiar to you. Some of them are not familiar to you. Uh, uh, but that's okay. Because when we all get to heaven and we're all singing the same song, we're all going to sing the same song. It doesn't matter what language we're going to sing it out of. It's going to be the same song. And that's what this conference is about. We want, because here's the thing. If there's, I think we heard the number earlier this week, approximately 7,000 languages in the world. And not even 50% of those have even a portion of the scripture in their heart language. What was the heart language? What did I tell you what a heart language was? How you talk to your mom. Amen. That's how you speak to your mom. And so the problem is that not everybody has that language to speak to their God or their God to speak to him to them. And so we, we that's what this is about. This is about us trying to get other languages out the door. So we've got Spanish up here. I know everybody's familiar with Spanish. That's not a, that's not a, a new one that we've done. So now there's, I don't know how many, I think there's 138 boxes of Bibles here. And in those boxes is 3,312, yeah, 3,312 Bibles that are ready to go. But down here on the other end over here, you probably you can't see it too much, but I just want to point this out. So you've been working on, we, we started with a Lamba track. I can't get into a box to open it up. Remember I talked about the Lamba track? So it's done. It's in the box, ready to go. 2,500 of those are going to uh, Zambia, Africa. And, uh, and then, um, so, so that's done. And then, and then uh, we had a track folding uh, fun time. And, uh, so, but we're not done. We still need to get those done. So there's 5,400 tracks have been folded out of the 50,000 that we need to get done. Oh, yeah, uh-oh, that means there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So that means a lot of people need to be in the Common Grounds room helping to fold. I think somebody calculated if we had 50 people folding for six hours, we'd get it all done. Six hours from now, that's yeah, it's doable. But anyway, so, that's, so those tracks, remember those tracks are going to our missionary in, in Mexico, uh, in Oaxaca. He's, he's helping a pastor that's ministering to the Pocaluca tribe in uh, in uh, in Mexico in uh, Oaxaca, right on the border with uh, I think he said Veracruz or Santa Cruz or something like that, some cruise. Anyway, it's in there, and so we were we're working on those tracks. They don't have a Bible that we're aware of. They have the track, but they need a Bible, and so we're praying. We should be praying, God, how can HBF be a participant in getting a Bible to the Pocaluca? Popa Luca people. Amen? See, that's the kind of thing that we wanted people in your heart to be sparked for that purpose, to be sparked to how can this church and how can I be involved in getting a language, getting a Bible in a language that doesn't have a Bible now. And any, I mean, there's a lot of steps to make that happen. Amen? Uh, there's a lot of steps. So how are you going to be involved in that? That's what this is about. I just wanted to give you an update on where we're at count-wise. Uh, we're done Spanish. All the Spanish are done. We're started on the English. We've got a, a thousand plus English that we're that we're gonna need to get in the box by the end of the night tomorrow night. Is tomorrow night Wednesday? I have lost track, Bob. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Hallelujah, man! What a good day it's been. Is that what? Man, that's good. Praise God! I'm happy about Jesus tonight. I hope you are too. Jesus is Lord, and and it is good to be about His business, isn't it? So welcome again to HBF. It is, it's, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad that uh, you chose to be here tonight, uh, and I'm glad for everybody that's chose to be here this week. And if you're just now getting in on it, it's not too late. There's still work to do. So uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get nourished in the Word and get some more um, spiritual juice and get out of here. And I don't know if there's such thing as spiritual juice, but we're gonna get we're gonna get amped up for Jesus uh, by His grace through His Spirit. And uh, allow God to do a work in us that we could not do by ourselves or in ourselves, but let Him do the work through us. And 
So praise God for, for all that he's doing. I'm so encouraged in the Lord, and I hope you are as well. Uh, we have, uh, we've had more guests coming in, so I'm so thankful. I got to meet my brother here, uh, not from Las Vegas, via uh, Jackson County, so it's nice having you come in, and um, nice to have Pastor Mark Velder's church, right? A little, little band and lowly, and so Mark and I, I didn't get a chance to finish our conversation. We go way back, so uh, Independence boy like me, so praise the Lord. I'm glad you're able to come. And uh, for all of you guests here that maybe I haven't been able to acknowledge you or what have you, I'm just glad that you're all here, glad that God's brought you here from all the churches all over the metro, and uh, it's good to have uh, uh, Doug and Bethany again. Man, thank you guys for being here with us tonight. God bless you. They've been working all day long. I could hear Bethany back there calling out Cadence to, to Ron, go, go, you know, whatever she was saying. I'm like, man, she is... The virtuous woman. She is. She's getting after it back there. So I love that. And uh, and so that was a great time, guys. We just love having you here, and uh, we just uh, just appreciate you. And uh, today, earlier today, just before lunch, uh, Arion and Yonita um, uh, came in from Albania, and so they're with us uh, this evening. And so we're glad to have you. You'll be hearing from them tomorrow night, and uh, they are going to be a little bit of icing on the cake. And a little bit of, uh, of what God has yet to come. And so it's exciting. All that God has, as Randy pointed out, with the Lamba, uh, you know, all that God's doing through the various languages uh, and, uh, and the different works. And some of the, even the Chichewa and the things that we worked on last year. There's just a lot. God's wanting to get his word to the world. And uh, we are just so blessed to have a part of it. You know, just a little piece of that. And I'm so thankful he's counted us worthy. So we want to be faithful at least, don't we? And uh, we really do. So, and, hey, it's good to see you again, Kathy. So good having you back in the house. And, uh, and so, uh, also, I want to mention uh, that uh, Mike and Liz Shore are with us somewhere. They were. They may have bolted on us, but uh, they're still here. Yeah, there they are. So, man, it's good having you guys here. Now, Mike and Liz are so important to this conference. I like what Randy said at dinner to a couple of people. He said, we couldn't get, we couldn't have got this done without you, you know. And there's actually, it's true. We need everybody's hands on deck to get done what we've got done, and to get done everything that we need to get do, done. Uh, but really, uh, Mike and Liz lead up uh, Seeds of Grace Transportation Ministries, and that ministry is fresh. I mean, you guys just started in the last few months, and uh, and I tell you what, they've gone through a lot to get where they are right now, and it's because of their work that we were able to get the signatures that we have and English on time, so to speak. So he got, it. he got the word where it needed to go on time. And so we appreciate God using you guys to do that. And that's now what they do. They transport God's word and resources all over the place. And so we're thankful to have them as our friends. And oh, by the way, shout out to Pastor Brad Nelson and, uh, and uh, Grace Baptist Church Lee Summit. That's their, that's their home church, their sending church. So don't want to skip that either. And then I want to also just mention, uh, I saw Josh Bennett somewhere in the house. So Man, Josh, good to have you, man. So praise the Lord. Uh, Josh is now uh, you are your youth pastor out at First Bible Baptist Blue Springs. So we've had the we've had the trilogy from First Baptist, right? We've had Brian uh, Callaway. We had last night. We had uh, his senior pastor, uh, uh, Pastor Mark Brown or Brownie, as we lovingly call him. And now we have Josh. And so I'll ask your wife what your nickname is, but it may not be for public consumption. I don't know, the Pookie Bear. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Josh, we're so glad to have you and uh, and have you in the house. And, and, and have I missed any pastors or missionaries? I may have. It's, I, I'm just kind of glancing around. So, and man, Midtown's been coming out. We had a whole group of art students out here yesterday. That was cool. And uh, all, a lot of sister churches. I'm going to lose track. It's been really cool to have uh, all the different various churches. And that's biblical. That's Philadelphian. When you, you'll hear often hear me say, "This is Philadelphian." Uh, what's Philadelphian about it is the word, right? It's not HBF. Uh, it's not Word First Bible Publishing, though that is Philadelphian. Uh, it is it's the fact that God wants us to, you know, we know we have a little strength, but when we open up his word and we get about getting the word where it needs to go on time, uh, you know, obviously, like we heard it our, today, Terry did a good job during the lunch and learn. You know, we got to speak the word, but we also got to deliver the word, right? And, and so anyway, we got to get it done. Uh, when we're about that, God's going to open up doors, uh, but also he's going to open up doors of fellowship, right? Not just uh, doors to get the word there logistically, but spiritually, God needs us in cooperation because loving God and loving people is ultimately the great commandment. And so if we don't have love among ourselves, then man, how are we going to deliver this message? This is a love letter. This is, this is a message to tell the world how much God loved them. 
right? And also, it's also a message to shout out to those who won't love him, but, uh, but we're, can, we're focusing on those that, that are going to love him. We're praying that God is going to put this seed in the fertile soil of the heart. And so I'm so looking forward to what will come of, uh, of the effort in the conference. And last but not least, I'm really here to introduce our speaker tonight, and uh, I want to make sure to leave a little bit of time for that. So uh, tonight you're going to hear for, from uh, our brother Mike um, Van Horn, and he is here with his wife Paula. They, they came in, uh, and I mean, our brother Mike worked all day long. He put, he put me to shame for sure. So uh, I really, really appreciate your example and your effort. Mike and Paula are into the Word of God. Paula was out there doing tricks on the on the uh, collating, yeah. That I I didn't even know what she was doing. I mean, I she's she's got it down to a science. So praise God. So we really appreciate having you. And uh, this is not their first time here, but it's good to have you back. Really appreciate your ministry. Mike's been serving the Lord uh, for some years over you know uh, thirty different countries, both working with churches, working with uh, jail ministries, and it's really neat. If you are maybe you're new to Christ, maybe you're not even saved tonight. I, I hope you are, but if you're not. It's really cool how the Word of God draws us together, and I mean Word with a capital W, uh, but it's in the process of getting the Word of God, the words of God out, uh, that God has brought us together with, uh, with Mike Van Horn, and so uh, it was up at Bearing Precious Seas when I first met Brother Mike and working with the Rock of Ages uh, prison ministry, and uh, we hit it off, and so I uh, really appreciated uh, the times we've been able to see each other and share, and so... Uh, we were glad to have him in. We invite him in tonight to encourage us in the Word so that we can continue to finish the work of assembling God's Word. So, Brother Mike, if you come, preach to us, brother. We'd love having you. Give him a good HBF welcome. Thank you for coming. Praise the Lord. Brother James, there's plenty of oxygen up here. You see Brother Ron preaching, singing? My soul, praise the Lord. Man, it's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? Uh, it's good to be in the house of God, amen, especially on a, on a Tuesday night in America. And uh, I praise the Lord for uh, all the work that's uh, been done to make this possible. We just slipped in and, and uh, just kind of got our hands, took part of it, amen, and it's uh, all the work behind the scenes. Uh, we just got to kind of slip in, amen, but it, it has been uh, extremely wonderful. I thank the Lord for what he's done. Preacher uh, alluded to the fact that I, I was with Rock of Ages Prison Ministry, served 21 and a half years with that great ministry. I love Rock of Ages, and they still love me, amen. Uh, but back in, um, it's been several years in the working, but back in January, the Lord kind of redirected uh, our path to where we can now work not only uh, behind the bars, but beyond them as well. So we're working with different national pastors overseas. We have 70 national pastors in Africa alone that we're partnered with. We're helping them. We've been able to help them build church buildings. We've sent containers. We've got a container on the ocean right now. And I, I told uh, Brother Randy, uh, somehow or another, i gotta go on a, got to get on the list to get some of these Bibles because we're always looking for them. But my wife looked over at me and she said, did you see the verse they have up on the, on the board? I said, no, I, I guess I didn't see that till now. And uh, John chapter 4 is really uh, and, uh, the verse that the Lord used in my heart uh, to really confirm what God was doing. In John chapter 4, of course, I'll read that verse. And he said, Jesus saith unto him, uh, unto them, my meat is to do the will of them that sent me and to finish his work. And he did it, didn't he? He finished it. It's done. And this is a whole other message. And then he's given us a work to do, and we've been working on it today. But I want you to drop down now to uh, verse number 38. And this is an absolutely incredible verse in that same chapter, John chapter 4. And he says this, I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored. And look at that next sentence that Jesus said. And ye are entered in to their labors. Uh, boy, there's a lot we can do by just praying for missionaries especially on the foreign field, Albania, amen. I've been to Albania. I worked with Mike Drust over there. I'm sure you know the Drust family. And there was another young family, four or five years. It's my memory I used to forget with. I can't call the guy's name, amen. But we went there when they had just first moved over. I think he's with Dean McNeese's mission board. And uh, what a great country. What a great opportunity. So much history over there. But 35 years, is that right? Let's see, folks. Man, I think that's wonderful. Don't you all think that's wonderful? 35 years. Amen. That's incredible. But we have the opportunity to enter into people's labors where we're not going to have to lift a finger. 
You can do it with your finances. Uh, you can do it right here just by putting some Bibles together. Wherever they go, whoever passes out these tracts, you've entered into their labor. Amen? And it's so exciting how God uses people. But it seems to me if we just kind of, everybody focuses on their own little world, then a whole lot's not going to get done. But when we rally together, what a perfect example of this preacher. All these different churches coming to your church house and working together, uh, brother, uh, to, to put together these Bibles. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you, Brother Terry, for, for your work and labor here. Um, I'd like you to take your Bibles tonight. We're going to turn to John chapter 5. Now, I love to preach. Amen. And there, there's really some good news about this whole thing because usually at a Baptist church meeting, you have the preaching, then you have a meal, and everybody wants you to hurry up and get done preaching so you can have the meal. Well, I don't think this ever happened to me before. We've had the meal, now's the preaching, and after the preaching, everybody has to go back to work, and you're going to say, Preach on, brother! <laughs> so you don't have to go back to work. Well, I'm going to do my best to, uh, uh, to give you what the Lord's given me for this evening, and I hope it's uh, satisfactory to your heart and, uh, and a help to you. Stand with me, if you will, to John chapter 5. I'll read verse 36 through 39, if you're able to do so. And uh, we'll, I love the Word of God. I mean, I absolutely love the Word of God. And tonight I, I hope to, nothing new under the sun, there's no doubt the preacher's taught you all this stuff before, but I hope, I hope tonight, especially young people, if you could grasp this concept tonight that what I'm going to be teaching you uh, and preaching to you, I mean, I love pre- I'll preach, but I hope it teaches you something. If you could grasp this thing, I'll say it like this. If you could grasp this in the year 2021 when it seems as if communism is overtaking our world, amen, and it seems to be the topic of all the subjects, everything's being talked about is what's going on up there and, and all the things that they're forcing upon us to do and that we have to do or you lose your job, all those things. Can I tell you something tonight? This concept will revolutionize your life if you apply it. And I, I really hope that the young people can grasp this and the parents can help teach them uh, to it because it's really absolutely incredible. John chapter 5, verse 36 This is our Savior speaking. He says, But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works of the Father, the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Verse 38, and ye have not heard, and ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent him, ye believe not. Now he's talking to the Pharisees here, and he says this, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they, the scriptures, are they which testify of me. Father, tonight I I love you. I I thank you for these simple words, Lord, tonight that you spoke in a rebuking fashion to a group of unbelievers, but Lord, your message to them was search the scriptures, and Lord, we have a world that can take a Bible, that can take a passage or two in the Bible, create an entire doctrine, build a religion around it, and send multitudes to hell, but Lord, you've given us this truth. And Lord, you said not only to search the scriptures, but you said that they testify of you. And Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness tonight. Help me, Lord, to testify of you as I preach in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you. you can be seated. I will say this. It is a, it's always a great pleasure to have my beautiful bride travel with me. Amen. 38 years, like Dr. Ron Garris said, I've seen every dirty look in the book. Amen. <laughs> Uh, but it is a blessing to have her with me. Uh, I, I've, I do travel a lot up until the COVID hit. I would spend 100 and some plus days overseas making five and six different trips a year, as well as traveling thousands of miles on the road and just being gone, uh, doing what God's called me to do. But it's always a blessing uh, to have my wife with me. I know I'm in trouble when I come home from a trip and she looks at me and says, when's your next trip, Mike? <laughs> uh, but... Uh, uh, she's, she'd been stuck with me for a little bit, and uh, I, I've enjoyed it, amen, so it's, it's been good. 
You know, some scholars believe that there's more than 300 prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament. And I believe it's been stated maybe somewhere around 360 so. But these, these, these prophecies are specific enough that the mathematical probability of Jesus fulfilling even just a handful of them, let alone all of them, is staggering and it's improbable and just completely impossible. Last night, I, uh, my wife always knows if I disappear, I'm probably talking to somebody about the Lord. I had wanted to come to the church here. I, I was all fired up. We got the hotel at five minutes after six, a 12-hour drive. I thought, you know what? If I could just get cleaned up a little bit, I could get over here. Paul's all situated. And I found me a sinner in the parking lot. And I just began to talk to that old boy. And I, my phone's texting me. And next thing I know, it's ringing. And I'm like, Matt, I said, my wife's calling. I said, but she's going to be okay. Uh, but, you know, he had all the same the same uh, uh, skeptical questions that it seems like this world is filled with. Like, man wrote that Bible. And, oh, yeah, King James had a part in it, so that means politics had a part in it. Um, and, and, you know, I just kept defeating every one of them with truth. But I told him that. I said, do you realize that that New Testament was written 1,800 years after the Old Testament was written by over 40 different men? And I said, the prophecies that he fulfilled just at the cross, it's next to impossible to count the mathematical equation of the ratio of that possibility. And I, I looked at the hood of his truck, and I said, he'd put a one here and all these zeros, and it wouldn't even fill the truck. And I was amazed how God kept him there. We just had a blast. Pray for Matt, would you? I told him, I said, Matt, I, I said, the only way you're going to believe is by the way the Bible said it, said you would. I said, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I gave him a King James Bible. I said, you read John, uh, the chapter of John, or the book of John and the book of Romans 10 times each, not with a skeptical heart, but you ask God to show himself to you and reveal himself and let you know that he's true. And I can promise you by the authority of the word of God, by the time you're done, you'll know Jesus is God and you'll know you're a sinner on your way to hell and you'll know Jesus loves you. So I hope he does it. I really do, because I don't want him in hell. I don't want him in hell. But we can find Jesus in so many different spots. But isn't it amazing that the Jewish faith... Now, I don't know whether we'll speak Hebrew, Brother Randy, in heaven. I don't know what language we're going to speak. But we're going to understand it all. It might just be Hebrew since Jesus was a Jew. That's just Van Hornism. I just, it's okay if you don't believe that. I don't know what we'll speak. But I know one thing, when we see him, we'll be just like him, so we'll have the same language. Uh, uh, but, but the Jewish religion has forbidden the reading of Isaiah chapter 53. And I have asked Jewish people when I come across them, I said, have you ever read Isaiah chapter number 53? No, I've I, I never read that. I said, you need to read Isaiah chapter number 53, and you just try and tell me that that does not completely describe the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah that Christians believe and know came to die for our sins. I read a book recently. A friend of mine actually was in California, and uh, he met this lady. She's a Holocaust survivor. And, and he said he, he got to go to her house and talk to her, and I said, man, I said, is she saved? And, and, and he said, well, she said because of all this stuff that's went on, she, she's just not even sure there is a God. And then sure enough, she gave me a book and she signed it. And it was really incredible. It was just beautiful. She signed it, put a little note in there. I wish I could remember what it said. Um, but I read the book and sure enough, out of her own handwriting, out of her own mind, she says, I'm not even sure that there's a God. And man, I loaded a letter together, a seven-page letter. And I mean, I just showed her Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. I, I, I printed out Isaiah chapter 53. I sent her a King James Bible. I sent her one of them books. Eternity's a long time to be wrong. I sent her Corey Tin Poon's book, amen. I said, please read this stuff. I haven't heard from her since. I, I hope to hear from her in heaven, amen, if I don't hear from her now. She's probably pretty old. She's a Holocaust survivor in her uh, late 90s, I'm sure. But religion um, said, no, you can't even read Isaiah 53. You can easily find Jesus in Psalm 22 
when the Bible says they gaped upon me with their mouths as a raving, ravening and roaring lion. I'm poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It's melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a postured, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. He even got so specific. It says in Psalm 23, he says, For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I tell my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help. Did you ever notice that Jesus needed God while he was on the cross? up to the point of his total uh, denial of God as he would turn his back on him for our sins. It was my father, my father. But when he cried out for mercy as he paid for your sins and mine, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Here's the reason. Every person that will lay their hands on a copy of this Bible is the reason. And Jesus knew that. He knew that for sure. Now, I, I do, I, I like to send out different little devotions. Some of y'all get them already. I know preacher gets them and other folks get them. Uh, you can go to my website, Van Horn, my last name, ROA.com. You can sign up and get them. Uh, but they're just little short devotions. The other day I was thinking about uh, uh, hunting. It's getting about that time, amen. The smell is in the air, hallelujah. I don't have time to go out and scout for deer and turkey. And, and I, I don't even, I, I don't even, didn't even know how to go fly fishing. But I have a buddy that knows how to go fly fishing, and even better, you know, he's got all the equipment, and he knows where the fish are. Man, all I got to do is show up. He puts me in the boots, gives me a fly rod. It's not a fishing pole, for those of you that are wondering. It is a fly rod. Am I not right? Can I get any, any fly fishermen out here? And it's not a lure. It's a fly. And I got guys that will put me in tree stands where there's, where there's really deer. Amen. And I don't have to do anything but crawl in the tree stand, you know. And we call them our guides. And, and boy, I'm glad I got a Holy Ghost of God that will guide me through these scriptures. And that's what he does. He, he guides me through the scriptures and, and he can point me to the exact spot. Now, I'll tell you something. When you're reading a scripture and when God puts something on your heart and you wake up that next morning and all you can hear echoing in your mind is search the scripture, search the scripture, search the scripture. Something's taking place. Something's taken place. The only way tonight, church, to properly prepare the work that God has given us all to do before we build our house, I thank God Jesus is building mine in heaven, amen. (laughs) Brother Short, hallelujah. You got one being built up yonder, amen. Yeah, and there's no taxes to be paid and don't have to worry about hooking up a pipe either, glory to God. It's all done, but the theme of the ver- or the theme of the conference is to pre- prepare yourself, prepare your works. And listen, I want to help you understand something tonight: that this Bible will not only prepare you, but it will guide you. It will guide you. Well, there's a passage in the Scriptures that literally has changed my life. Have you? Do you got any of them? Can, can you, young people, when you when you read your Bible as and I know so many of you are so young and you don't understand this yet. This book is alive. Okay, I'll show you. I'm glad you asked. It's in Psalm 103. I've made it a practice for years, 20-some years, to read five chapters of Psalms every single day. And that will carry you through the entire book of Psalms every month as well as a chapter of day of Proverbs. It just doesn't get old to me. And listen to what he says in Proverbs 103 and verse 20. He says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments. Now listen, hearkening unto the voice of his word. This book speaks to the heart that's listening. It's not just a book of rules and regulations that mom and dad make you do. It's not just a book of rules and regulations that the church house says you have to follow. You can't do this. You can't do that. You shouldn't go there. You shouldn't go here. 
You need to come to the house of God. You need to worship the Lord. All those things are right in here, but it's not because it's a book of rules and regulations. It's God the Father speaking to our hearts so he can guide us to a place where he wants to use us. I've been blessed to have older men of God in my life, and I cling to them. I go to them. One of them is the name of Harvey Tribble, an old mountain man preacher. I got a picture of him on my phone. Just an old preacher from the hills of West Virginia. Got his bib overalls on. He's got his Carhartt brown stocking hat sticking on his head. He's got about three days worth of growth. Not a tooth in his head. You know the toothbrush was invented in in West Virginia, don't you? Anywhere else it would be the teeth brush. But not a tooth in his head. Some of you will get that in a minute. Not a tooth in his head, but that fellow, listen to me, could quote more scripture than most Christians will read in a year's time. And you know what he taught me, brother? Just by phone calls, I'd call him up early in the morning. Hey, Brother Harvey, how you doing? Hey, Brother Van Horn, how are you? And he'd talk with me and he'd pray with me. And then he'd give me this verse. He'd say, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what, what we can ask or even think according to the power that worked in us. Hallelujah, that's enough to make a Presbyterian shout, and you're all going to sleep on me because you already ate. <laughs> now, if you can think it, God said he can go far above it. I wish I'd had somebody teach me that before I was 37 years old when I answered the call to preach. I could have done this for all my life. If I had a man of God that said, ask great big things from him, Brother Van Horn, just keep asking big things because he's a big God. He said, have you ever asked the Lord for a number? How many souls you want to take to heaven with you? He said, I asked God. He said, I wrestled with that thought for about three months. And he said, one night in the middle of the night, about three o'clock, he woke me up. And he said, I've been praying for 40 years. Brother Ron, every time I heard that man of God pray, he'd say, now God. He said, you know, I want 999 million souls to my account. And you can double it if you'd like to. And he said, I'll thank you for the more. He said, now, Brother Van Orr, get your own number. How are we going to do that? I'm going to tell you how I plan on doing it. I'm going to enter into other men's labors. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure this preacher has what he needs. I'm going to do everything I can. Brother Chris, where are you? Back there somewhere. I'm going to do everything I can to help you to make sure I can be a part of your ministry. Uh, uh, brother, I'm going to do everything I can, brother. I'm going to help you do anything and everything you can for God. I just want a part of it. Brother Shore, I want a part of it. I want to be a part of everything that you fellas do. Because if I'm going to get my number, which just happens to be... 7.8 billion souls, and if he'd like to double it, I'll thank him for the more. You say, how is that possible? I don't know, but he let me think it and ask it, so he said he can go beyond it, right? Do you all believe the Bible or not? Now, I know it looks like Jesus could come any second because it's getting bad out there, but the last time I checked, it isn't quite as bad as it was in Noah's day. He could only find eight sinners in Noah's day. Sodom and Gomorrah, he couldn't quite find 10. But I'm going to tell you something. There's people getting saved right now. And I have a pretty good idea Jesus is going to tarry because he says he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come under repentance. Glory to God. So it may just be a while. That's why I think I'm going to get my 7.8 billion souls. Hallelujah. I'm touching scriptures. I'm buying tracts. Who knows how many tracts and Bibles are on one container going to Uganda right now on the ocean. And how many people are going to get saved? No way to count. And I'm not trying to count, by the way. I don't have a little ticker, Brother Steve. I don't. I don't care about all that stuff down here. But when I get to glory, hallelujah, all those tracts, everything we passed out, I tell somebody today, I can't remember who it was. I'm always talking, always talking to somebody. And I was talking about tracks. I said, my favorite spot, when I leave a hotel, I want the next person to get it. So I pull the toilet paper way out, put a track in it, wind it back up. Amen. <laughs> next person in that room's going to get one, Brother Steve. I can't wait to get to heaven. Some dude's going to come up and say, you'll never guess where I got saved. I want to stay in the bathroom at the Holiday Inn. Hallelujah. Why not? You guys are messing with me. I'm trying to get to the scriptures here. <laughs> Dr. Ron Garris. Anybody familiar with Brother Ron Garris? I know some of you. Somebody who ever knew Ed Ballou had to know Ron Garris. Um, Ron Garris was the uh, former president. He's now home with the Lord. Um, but he, he served as the president of Rock of Age and was the man that took a 37-year-old roofer, never been to Bible college, all I knew was God called me and I showed up. 
That's all I knew. I just wanted to tell people about the Lord. And when I asked that missionary, I said, I thought that you had to have a college degree to be a preacher. He said, not with the Rock of Ages. I said, sign me up, amen. But Dr. Garris would teach me this concept. Order my steps in thy word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. I counsel with a lot of young preachers, a lot of young people and even older preachers, and my counsel is always do not make a move in your ministry until you've heard the voice of God from the Word of God. If you've never experienced a quiet time early in the morning when you're reading your Bible and praying and hearing the voice of God, you should try it sometime. You need to get real... real. Uh, um, you need to get real close with the Lord. That, that means that repentant heart where you confess and forsake the sin and you come to him with a clean spirit asking him to change you like, like, like King David would in, in Psalm 26. David was so close with the Lord, he knew he messed. He was just an old country boy too, an old sheep farmer. And, and, and he would come to the Lord and say, examine me, prove me, try me. That's the type of attitude we got to come to him. Because why? Because Lord, I need to hear from you. With that particular concept in my mind, I'm telling you that God has given me scripture for every major move in my life. Every single one. Every single scripture. And it started, I didn't know any of this stuff, but it started with one verse that literally changed my life. And that's Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Y'all could probably quote it. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to... All that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. And I said, Lord, as a young man married, my wife was pregnant with Joshua, her son, owned my own business, uh, and I just wanted to be a, a successful husband. I wanted to be a successful business owner, a successful daddy. I just wanted to be successful. So I said, Okay, Lord, I heard him. I said, Lord, I said, Listen, I said, You show me in this book, and you help me, because you know I'm a hardhead. And I'll do it. And I began to. Slowly, he began to change things in my life. He began to teach me things. Boy, I was glad when he taught me how to tell people about the Lord. Amen. And he gave me a love for souls. And I just pass out tracts and talk to people about Jesus. I, it's just natural for me. Uh, now, you write these verses down and go read them for yourself. But Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 is a pretty good chapter. Amen. A couple pretty cool verses because he said everything we think about him, everything we say about him is being written down in a book. Amen. And he says when he makes up his jewels, he said, I'll be his. That's paraphrased. Amen. But you read it. It's pretty cool. Everything we say or think about the Lord Jesus is being written down. And since we've got all eternity to be in heaven... Uh, there just might be a ring from the loudspeaker in glory. He says, hey, Van Horn, come on down to the library. You and me are going to read over some of the things you had to say. Amen. We'll have some of our conversations. You and me will get to go hang out at the, at the library for a couple hours or who, who knows how long. Amen. Y'all looking at me funny. This stuff's real. It's real. The Lord would use scripture to call me into the ministry. I'll never forget when I read that scripture. I was doing a Sunday school lesson in 1 Thessalonians 2 and 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God would try at the heart. God said, I've finished the work. I did all that hard stuff. And I've put you in trust with the only message that could take someone out of the flames of hell and put them into glory where I died for them. And he said, what will you do? Well, how can you deny that? How can you not want to do something for the Savior that did everything for you? I just really wish, and, and some guy wants, I was belly aching like I am a little bit tonight about that, and some older fella come up to me and said, Brother Van Horn, when God was looking for disciples, he didn't go to the college. He went down to the seashore and found some dude that had calluses on his hands and had been married, amen, and, and, and he had a business. And I understood that, amen, but I still think back, oh, wow. Maybe if I could have went in when I was 28 instead of 37, but it's okay. I've asked the Lord to let me live to be 100 as long as he'll let me preach. And I just keep asking. And so far, he said, okay. Isn't he good? Well, 
I want to take you now to, to help you understand another move in our life. Uh, Brother Shore, we owned our own home up in Ohio, and I built it. I actually built my house. So that meant every light switch was exactly where it needed to be. Amen. Everything, uh, and Mama helped me with the de- design, so we had everything just in its right place. And man, the Lord started working on my heart about, uh, about moving, and I'm thinking, oh, no, Lord, really? Uh, and anyhow, a lot of different things had to take place, and, and, uh, and all of that stuff took place. So I told my little girl, my daughter, I said, Jessica, I said, I don't really want to move unless you're okay with it because I don't want to take you out of the school you're in. She come to me and said, Daddy, I'm ready to go anytime you are. I said, you better know what you're talking about because I'm fixing to ask God. And you know what she said? She said, Daddy, I'll go. So I, it was that night or early in the morning, several, I don't even know, two or three weeks later, I was out on my back porch and I'm just praying and, and just reading my Bible and, and, and you know what the Lord did? He said this, Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ for whom I've suffered loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. I wrote down in my Bible, Murfreesboro, here we come. I put my house up for sale in a little community, uh, um, uh, brother, and, and there was 3,000 people in that community in Loudonville, Ohio. There was 82 houses for sale. And I, I went down to the grocery store, to the tire shop, and one restaurant with a, a 8 by 11 piece of paper with a couple pictures of my house, a description in about uh, five or six lines, and my phone number 50 times across the bottom slit like I'm selling a lawnmower. I hung them up Friday and Saturday morning. The people that bought my house called me. <laughs> I heard his voice. He spoke to my heart. I got them marked down, Brother Chris. I got them marked down. Spots in my Bible where God said, this is what I want you to do. Very specific. I would pray and ask the Lord, should I go from the juvenile department over into the international department? I loved those kids, but he'd been working on my heart. I went into a series of fasting and prayer. If you're a preacher in here tonight, you got one of them little bags. you got a little book called God's Approval on Your Ministry. If you're a young man, Brother Chris, you'll have a copy before I leave. And anybody else that wants one, I'll get you a copy too. I just had 300 of them printed. They're in the back of that old Chevrolet out there. And God will bless Chevrolets. i got 658,000 miles on mine. Amen. <laughs> Now, he says to make sure you pass by the Fords. So, anyhow. And you know, Brother Shore, there's not a thing in there about Dodges. So, I don't know what you're up to. Anyway. I was in, the, in, a, in an extended fast about 20 days into it. Uh, and the Lord would give me 2 Timothy 4 and 5. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of evangelists. Make full proof of the ministry. Now, you see, when God speaks to your heart with a specific scripture and you can mark it down because you've heard the voice of his word, it doesn't matter what the devil tries to do to run you off. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if everybody in this world thinks you're a fool. God said, I gave you a verse, boy. I spoke to your heart. Do you remember hearing it? And I'll hang my nail on that and I'll die for it, amen, because I heard the voice of God. God speaks through this word. It's alive. It's real. And it'll work for you, I promise, because he's no respecter of any persons, that's for sure. Well, we've got a lot to do, church. We've got a lot to do to get the, the scriptures out. And he'll speak to your heart about hard things, hard things. Can I tell you hard things? As an international missionary, I travel the world. There's a lot of things I do not like what our government's doing. Okay, I don't like it. And it it really doesn't matter. I just don't like some of the things. They're saying around the world that you're going to have to do some things if you're going to travel internationally. If you're going to... I see you wagging your head. That's right. It's true. And it's things that I don't want to do. It's things I don't want. It's not immoral. It's not illegal. But there's some things that's going to have to take place in my body that I don't want there. And I was praying the other morning. You know why? Because I, want, I needed to hear from my father. I needed to hear from my father. And I said, Lord, I, I'm just not sure what to do. I know I've got all these partners. I never have to leave American soil again and can work the rest of my ministry from here, supplying needs, help build churches with all these nationals that I've known and met for all these years. I've got such a, the Lord's given us such a beautiful circuit of people around the world that we have confidence in because I've known them, I've met them, I've talked to them, I work with them. 
would not have to leave and could perfectly work satisfactorily right here in the United States. But when I asked the Lord the other morning, before I could open my Bible, before I could even turn one page of it, the voice of the Word of God that I had memorized come ringing in my ear loud and clear. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me, which is your reasonable service. I said, okay, God, if that's what you want, that's what I'll do. And if, if the apostle Paul can shake a viper off of his arm, amen, and not have a problem with it, I know there's all sides of stories, and I don't even want to begin to talk to any of you about those two issues. It doesn't matter. I know what God told me to do, so I'm going to do what God told me to do. Why? Because God told me what to do. There's too much to get done to, to, to get ourselves involved in some things that men are trying to tell you what to do. When you can get your answer straight from, straight from the Word of God. The words written in our divine library are for our payment or for our judgment. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. It's all about this book. But today's a brand new day, Amen. Today's the day of salvation, the Bible says. It's the accepted time. It's the day of the Lord, amen, of salvation. I have succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And as we send these things out, I want you to understand, you are not sending a book that our religion is based upon. You are sending people the ability to hear the voice of God. Now, that's powerful, and that's important. Young men, keep your family in this church. Learn how to hear from the voice of God. Then learn to obey it. Follow it. Hunger for it. Search the scriptures. For in them, they testify of Jesus. But I just preached a mission conference in, in Germantown. And you all saw me close my Bible. You know what that means from a Baptist preacher, right? <laughs> Ten more minutes. I'm just kidding. We're about to go back to work. But just before I preached, and I've got it on my phone, and any of you are welcome to come see it. Just before I preached, I was walking out, looking at the walls, the pictures on the walls, and I come around the corner, and here's this picture that's titled, The First Moments in Heaven. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture, but you're welcome to see it on my phone. It's a picture of a beautiful young lady Hugging Jesus with all her might and the look on her face, the joy that that artist was able to express, no doubt he knew who she was, who, she knew who he was, amen. The first moments in heaven was portrayed in that picture and I cannot wait for that moment. But you and I have the power to enter in to all sorts of different labors so that we can make it possible for 7.8 billion. I don't even know how what. Can anybody double that for me real quick? <laughs> I think that'd be 15.6 billion, wouldn't it? Now, if he added something to it, I don't know what he'd add, amen. But I'll take everything he wants to add. And it'd be for his glory, not for mine. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed tonight. Preacher's going to come up and close out. If you're not saved, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about because the Bible says that the natural man receiveth not the things from the Spirit of God for they're spiritually discerned. The Word of God says you won't understand the Bible until you're born again by inviting Jesus to come into your heart to forgive you and to change you and to help you. And that's simply done by a word of prayer, by faith. That's what I told Matt last night. I said, Matt, I said, it's nothing. I said, it's faith. You just got to ask him and believe it. Because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're not 100% sure you're going to heaven tonight, you best get it done. If the Lord's dealing with you, don't walk out those doors. Life is way too short. We never know. But I don't know. Maybe God's calling you to the ministry. Wouldn't that be something? 
don't limit him. It doesn't matter what your, what your situation is. I, I just got to witness uh, a man that, that cannot see. And Brother Ron, stand up here and use that magnificent voice that God gave you to usher in the spirit of worship so I could preach tonight. Thank you, both of you, the singers tonight. That was beautiful. Use the voice of the word of God to order your steps and to keep you from iniquity. Father, I love you tonight. Thank you for the privilege of serving you. Thank you for this great church. And Lord, tonight as we'll go back out into the hallways and the classrooms with our fingerprints on your voice, help us to listen to it and help us to have a burden and a passion to serve you with every ounce of our being. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus as Savior, today is the day of salvation. Uh, we were at a we were in our vision conference last year, and uh, you, you, one of the, our members got saved. Right, so it's possible to be here putting Bibles together, uh, knowing the gospel, having gone on mission trips, whatever, and actually not ever come to that place where you've heard yourself. Uh, the need to be born again, and as he said, and really trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm talking at the heart level, right? Uh, we always used to say at the mission, a lot of people miss heaven by 18 inches, right? They got all the head knowledge, but they, they never get it to the heart. So make sure that you know that you know that you know that you're born again. Now, it's Tuesday night. You guys have been working hard. I suspect most of you have a testimony. I'm born again, Brian. I've got saved. I'm here to work for Jesus, and uh, we're here to enter into his labors, and so, uh, man, praise the Lord for that. Man, what a good word, brother. Thank you. I love, I love that passage in John chapter 3. And he just took us right on down from finish his work, uh, which is the theme for the year, to prepare our work, right? We got work to do, and that's what we're getting ready to do. Bob's going to come up and challenge us uh, to get after it. More specifically, he's going to direct us. We've been challenged by Brother Van Horn. Now we're going to be directed to enter his work. And so uh, thank you so much for being here tonight. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to... Uh, Bob, and let him give us the direction so we can get after it. Well, that was good, wasn't it? It's been a great day. Look at all these Bibles up here. And uh, I hope uh, if you've been here and you heard the message, you've been here today, you know, you've been blessed. But, you know, I was just thinking, Pastor Brian, I watched uh, Brother Mike work this afternoon. And in fact, I tried to keep up with him, and I couldn't do it. Him and his wife both. And Bethany, Doug, we got to talk. But we get these people here. We invite them back next year at the beginning and kind of keep them towards the end. We can probably double what we got here. So, uh, uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, we got a lot of work done. Uh, we got some more work to do. So we'll have work tonight, and we'll have work tomorrow. We got 50,000 tracks, as, as Randy said, uh, and we just put a dent in those. So we have some rolling, a little bit of rolling to do, a little bit of checking. We'll be running a binder afterwards. So some work to do, and I know there's a lot of family here, a lot of friends here, and it's just a joyous time when we have a Bible conference. But again, we need to realize we're getting the work for God done, and it's, it's going to change eternity. So... Uh, Let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we do thank you for your love for us. And Lord, we just want to uh, love you back and love people by getting your word out, Lord. So we just pray for these Bibles, that you would use them, that you'd get them where they need to be, to the people that you have uh, ready for them. And we just pray for a lot of souls to be, to be saved. So we pray for that. We pray for the rest of our work tonight and, and tomorrow. We just pray that things would get accomplished and we would get everything accomplished in this mission that we're ready to go so we can start work as soon as we're done, even with this, and, and do con continue to do your work. So we just pray for that, and we just ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. So if you'd like to roll, head, head over to the, the west side of the building and check, and uh, over to the binding rooms, and we'll put you to work. <laughs>